Hi, welcome everyone. We're got another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, and Harav Nissen. Oh, we got to give some more titles to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, great. So we got another week looking forward to the program, to getting your questions and comments. The number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. So we'll start off with a text question that we've got. And again, we take live questions over the text. So the number to call in is 718-683-5858. And uh, text your question is 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. All right. So we'll start with the first question. Hi, Mr. Weimberger. I'm hoping you have an answer to... Oh, we've got to be at two, three of them. Let's see. I guess also one uh, very important... So let's start with yours then. No, I have... Help her. So let's go take your question. So your question is that someone said is that, number one, they were never given the first trauma of having Yen Amachla, the serious illness... And then to make matters worse, when they recovered, they had a break-in into the house, and it was a very violent break-in, and now they're afraid to go to the house. Whenever they go to the house, they get a, um, they sort of get panic attacks, breathing hard, and everything gets difficult. Yeah, definitely can understand. And we got over here a question similar to that. Why do I constantly feel so stressed? Let me clarify, not similar, but uh, the answer will be similar. Why do I constantly feel so stressed if I don't actually have that much stress in my life? I don't have two youngest is already in school. I don't work. And people, my husband, are not demanding much of me. So why am I always dreaming of going on vacation? So what I'd like us to understand is this concept that emotions, while the person will say the person that they put the straw that broke the camel's back, what's the big deal? It's just one more straw on it, just another bit. And the answer is that that broke the camel's back. It's all the other weights that's on it, all the straws that were put on it beforehand, that now it's breaking the camel's back. This little bit is a tipping point. Push it to the side. What we do in therapy is we help you identify what is going on, what is that underlying core, do we need to learn to master how to clean the room, how to deal with difficult times, because we all have difficult times, and trauma... People that went through trauma need the extra special lessons how to go through difficult traumas and difficult points. And sometimes people go through trauma when they have an old program that I don't know how to deal with painful situations. I don't know how to grow out of that. But let's first deal with the first question that Ernissen mentioned. And for that, there are various modes of therapy, but I would recommend EMDR. EMDR is, is uh, Rapid Eye Movement Desensitization. And what it is, is what the reprocessing, it's eye movement, um, whatever reprocessing concept is. It's a great system. It's specially made for trauma. It's also, done as a, it's also done as a therapeutic modality for itself, but it's especially meant for trauma. But that's not really its specialty, again, in my opinion. But for traumas and clearing that out, that's really its specialty. We got the entire board lit up. Mrs. G, you're on with Mordechai Anissim. Hi, is that me? Yes, that is you. Hi. 
Thanks for taking my call. I want to first thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. You know, thank you once and twice is not enough. You have to get it enough for what you're doing. Never, yes, I, you know. I like the couple of thank yous for all the flack that I get. So I feel it balances itself out, actually. Yes, so it's, uh, you deserve the thank yous. Thank you. Okay, you really, you really do a lot of awareness. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so my question goes like this. It may be a little tough one. You'll tell me if you can answer it. I'm actually asking as a kalal, not for myself. Ooh, that makes it already hard. Because okay. when we ask about ourselves, at least I could work with you. When it's for everyone global, it makes it harder. But okay, let's, so let's... listen to my question. Exactly. Okay. From the point of view of a shatchen. Yes. Okay. Um, when it comes to dealing with older singles, um, that deal with shidduchim on themselves, at the same time as involving their parents in the process. At some points, it gets very difficult when a child wants to do it, parents is against it. You know, when we have to have that whole issue of bypassing sure. parents, yes, bypassing parents, no bypassing, you know sure. that. Okay, so how do we go about it? I well, mean, I well, know I've... that we have to involve a Rav. Well, let's take a step back and let's yeah. understand. If parents and children have a communication and had a healthy communication during, during the teenage years and during the older years, you don't have this question. I know that. Right. Right. Let's, let's clarify. That's why, I would like again, you're asking the question, but people listening might assume that why are we blocking out the parents. So let me give a little history. Yes. So what you're saying is there is a blockage or one of the parents or both the parents have an issue, and they could be wonderful parents, but with this kid, they weren't able to work things out ever. And they're... So most of the time I'm talking about extremely devoted parents that could just not, like, not pick themselves up to do this step. Well, let's clarify. We're... They don't love the kid. Right. What we're saying is they have an issue. Right. And that issue is now uh, hitting a brick wall with this child. This child are fighting. And this parents might have the same issue with other kids, but they were different ways of working it out. Each kid, based on their personalities, will be able to work it out with their parents. Right. Most kids don't want to do anything again, and nothing's doing. That's right. Right. So in most cases, you know, like you, you would say, do coaching. You so speak on. to the parents, give in to Right. This, you know how to work it around. You tell the parents it could be this, it could be that. Right. And, but we yeah. have had experiences where a child really wanted something and the parents said no. And I'm um, speaking about a shidduch. We had it in a battle going on because if the child is going to do it against the parent's will, then it's, you know, it's like you're making a war. Now, I'd also like you to realize what yeah. you're, what, how to different kihilas that question sounds a little bit interesting. means... Uh, again, I'm not. Most people that are listening, I shouldn't say most because we have all over. But if you have a modern Orthodox family, they don't even understand the question. Because in right. a modern Orthodox family, what do you mean? You're not marrying the boy or the girl. The kid is, and if the kid likes it, we'll respect it. We might not want to pay for everything. We might not be that generous. Right. It's the kid. Right. In our frumer societies, where we're younger, and where we work with the parents, and where the parents need to support, and the parents have to pay for the wedding, and the parents are very involved. And the parents want the best for the kids, and the parents feel this is not the best for the kid. And if there's a problem, we're going to blame the parents anyhow. This is where the question starts getting involved. Mm -hmm. Now, let's again go to your question, because it's a very complicated question. This question right. is, and that's why I want to shift it back to you, are the people to understand that, let's, let's put it this way, most of the siblings, what do they say? Do they think the parents have a point, or are the parents having a disorder? There is no disorder. In most cases, it's laid back, take it easy, everything will settle. If there's no disorder, then the would have worked it out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's be very if blunt. If it doesn't work out, that means that there's like a blockage? Yes. One, uh-huh. either the parents or the kid have a part where they're not able to listen to the other one and work it out. I can't think of anyone that's healthy. Harav Nissen, how many kids do you have? Tanay Nahara. How many Shaduchim did you make so far? I didn't make that. Okay, right. did. <laughs> how many kids have you married off? Oh, we'll get... I, I just want us to recognize, for kids to go to the chuppah, and the parents not permitting it, and the parents to be upset, and the kid to still do it, means there's a huge history. It didn't start today. So what is if a child doesn't want to upset the parents, and they want something, now, and they're not... Wait, let's touch those words... The kid does not want to upset the parents. Now, let's understand it. Does that mean that the kid is someone that has never really understood the parents and hasn't gotten along with them? And not he's, necessarily. Well, no, no, no. It has to be necessarily or they would have worked it out. You're telling me one plus one is three. And I'm trying to find <coughs> which number one, or which other uh, number are we missing? Over. So I just Again, that's where the Rav gets involved. Very simple, because you need the Rav to give you the permission and the, the person to say, 
We understand what's happening. This is the halacha. And go ahead and do it or go ahead and don't do it. Or someone even to tell the, the boy and the girl what you're getting into. Understand, if parents are not for a shidduch, it makes it, it makes it difficult. They need to be aware of the full pattern. Yes or no? <laughs> if, yes, that's why we're not going there. Yeah. Yes. Loud and clear. Yeah. I said that the best fun is somebody that is not professional and he really cared about your kids, about character, and show that you know, and then involved with a really rabbi that really appreciate. Yeah. Let's not go. Let's move on. Great. So you're a right. shidduch. You're not a professional shadchan. It's right. very delicate because right. you need to realize that if the shidduch does go through, and let's say the boy or the girl's parents are angry, they're going to blame you. That's the problem with therapy. That's you sure. send someone yeah. to therapy. The right. person gets better, but then they don't do everything exactly like want, and all of a sudden the therapist is the one that ruined the person. You just saved the person's life. The person right. was depressed, but when you get involved, you need to know what the price is. And you as a shatra know what the pri- price is if you're not going to do the price. Okay. Your, your whole entire denial topic helped me a lot in this whole Shadikham situation because people in a denial situation, it helped us a lot to guide us how to Thank open up. Thank the people that I see when they have such maladaptive, such negative programs. And when you want to just understand where they're coming from, my family had the best shalom by his brothers and sisters are healthy. Everyone is great. And once you're at the fourth session, you find out the father's got major, major anger issues. The mother is depressed for five, ten years. Three of the don't have healthy marriages. And they still don't see it. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, that's cool. Well, everyone's got that. So who doesn't get angry sometimes? Yep. Yeah. I'm just going right. to take one text because we get that all the time over and over and over. And another text just before we go to the next question. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And Hatzlach, and I also, I guess, I should just give you a Because when people are Shatchanim, and they put themselves into it, there are hours that they get put into writing a Shidduch, that nothing happens, and then they don't even tell you the real reason why not. And then they could even date, and then no. And you just put so many ideas, like people get burnt out. It's such a hard right. sales. You bet we do, yeah. And, and that's really what I believe is kol ha'isik b'tzorchei tzibu It's only ha'kodesh baruch shalom scharam. It's almost like in the therapy line where people see the successes, but they don't know how many how much work it went. I went to this therapist, I went here and there. It was many times months of work, months of darkness, months of pain. True, 100%. Yeah, but... One question over here was, I love your show. What's the difference between bad midas and a mental disorder? The simple way that I'd like to do is bad midas, if you take a safer, you work with a rav, they make you aware, you're able to work on it, you're able to grow on the bad midas. Is when the person knows what they need to do, disgusted, and they just can't do it. They're completely stuck. Depression is a clinical part of the brain. is a clinical part of the brain. And you need specific tools to learn how to get out of it. That has nothing to do with a person not doing better. And as we've had in other shows, the Amun if you take a medication, it will help the person be able to integrate all the information. That's not something that's a bad mida, where it's tyra that will help. It's a disorder where if a pill could help it, then if you take the pill and you don't have that disorder, it won't do anything. So that's the short version to that. And what was the question? This person's text already two, three weeks in a row. Yes. I really appreciate your show. I look forward to it every week. Thank you so much. Tiskel and Mitzvahs. Can someone be both an introvert and an extrovert? 
Or are people divided between the two? I believe you could be introvert at times, extrovert at times, and all along the spectrum. And I'm one of those people. I love quiet. I love nature. I need to be sometimes completely away. At times, I love being over here on the jradio.com and helping everyone and speaking. And there are times that someone asks me, are you Mordechai Weirmiger? And I go, yeah. And sometimes I'll go, I'm a very close relative of his, and I just want to be private. And sometimes right. So... Yeah, it almost became a joke in the family, if I would say, you know, a very close relative. Listen, how do you deal with it sometimes? I, I don't know. I really get to know. No, do people stop you? Are you? Oh, people stop me a lot, you know. Yeah, but at, at times you just want to be just you with the kids, family, or just not say anything. You know, I, I, I think I, last week I, I Go ahead. Let's see who else. Who is on the air? The I number mean, someone asked. Yeah. Hello. Yes, anonymous. The yeah, we got the parents' mission. Excellent. Hello. So, what is your question? Um, I'm ten years old, and I, I really want to sleep over by kids, and I, like I go there, and then I can't, like, I can't sleep over. I get really homesick, and hey. like it. Let's try to help you. Close your eyes. Picture yourself in your friend's house. And what are you feeling? I, I know I'm not in the, like, my friend's house. So. No, what's the fear? What are you feeling? You don't have your parents. You're afraid of robbery. What's the feeling? What are you feeling? I, I like, miss my mother and father. And, like, and like, like I'm scared. Like, like, I'm just scared and I want my parents. Good. So it sounds like what? Safety. If you then you wouldn't miss your parents. Right? Is that what you uh, say? Or what do you parents next to you in the other room? I feel regular. I feel like I can go to sleep and Right. So can we use the word safe maybe? It could be, but also like when like like a lot of my cousins were having a sleepover and like by my grandmother's house and I was going to go there, but then I called my mother and I told her I want her to pick me up because I can't sleep over. Right. You don't feel safe sleeping over somewhere with your parents. Right, but also, um, I take, like, certain pills. I, like, like my mother said it's going to help. I take a few pills every night, but... You mean, like, to relax? You mean if you're going to sleep away? Yeah. Right. But it doesn't help so far. All right, so let's try something else. Try closing your eyes a second and picture yourself being away. And what are you afraid of? Um, I'm like, just like, I like, 
I miss my parents, like, way too much. And, like, I feel like something might, like, happen, like, in the or, like, there might be a fire or something. Yeah. So a fire in the house where you're sleeping over or in your parents' house? And Right, so that's again called safety, right? You're not feeling safe, things could happen, and you don't have the protection of your parents to save you, correct? Yeah. Excellent. So now close your eyes. I want you to imagine that your parents are always next to you no matter what. Even when they're away, they're like invisible next to you, or something imagine. Right, but like when my mother wanted me to try by my aunt's house, and she asked me if I should like... If she'll put a picture of... Good, let's of, hold on a second. Okay, I want to go in a little deeper. Just close your eyes, and I want you to imagine you're by your grandmother's house, or by your aunt's house, or by your cousin's house. Okay, just picture that, and it's at night, and you're starting to get afraid something might happen. Now, what can you do to relax and to ease you? Um, like, mother says, like... No, 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 You're going logical. I want your feelings. Close your eyes. What do you feel? I'm not giving you the logical advice. What do you mean? I should feel like... Feel. What's the fear? What would give you something if it doesn't have to be real? What would give you the security you're safe no matter what? Close your eyes. I could hear you. I could see your eyes are open. Take a deep breath. And what's the feeling on the inside that would give you the security? I'm not doing the cognitive therapy. We're not challenging. We're not going logic. We're going feelings. What's your feelings? Um, that, like, my feelings are that, like, like, I don't really, like, have any feelings. Like, Sure I you just, do. Like, There's a fear. There's a fear on the inside. That's what I want you to recognize. What's the fear saying? It's like, maybe there'll be a fire. Good. Stop. Listen to the fire and now think, What's an answer that's not real, that's completely make-believe? And if that would happen, you wouldn't be afraid of no fires, no nothing. It could be the police officers all around. What would give you the feeling? Could be you have Hashem. What right. would give you... What? Parents. Good, so close your eyes. I want you to imagine you're sleeping over by your grandparents, by people, and your parents are right around you. You feel them around you even though they're not. Just feel it that they're around you. How does it feel on the inside? I like stuffy, like I like butterfly. Good. So close your eyes now. Talk to the butterfly and ask what else could you imagine that would take the butterflies away. Um. If you would have that, the butterflies would be gone. Maybe I could like imagine like ice cream or something. Ah. Imagine you have ice cream. Yeah. So imagine now you have your parents protecting you. You could go to different friends' houses now, and you have your parents them, and you have ice cream there. I feel better, but... No, but don't do no buts. Don't do no buts. Just stay there a minute. Close your eyes and just feel it. Feel the calmness in your body. Let it spread. All right? Yeah. It feels much better. Good. Now, and from 1 to 10, how afraid were you before? Um, zero. Before you're nervous, a ten was the most. What number did you realize? Ten's like the most scared. The most scared. Um, beyond ten. 
beyond 10. And now, when you parents next to you, imagine the ice cream, what number do you feel? Around like 5, 6. 5, 6. Now, what else could we imagine to get it down to a 1 or a 2? Um, how about my bed? Ooh, bed in there too. And what about a pillow and your blanket? Just your bed? What? Just your bed or your pillow and your blanket too? My pillow and blanket and throw pillows. And throw pillows. Excellent. Now we're talking. So imagine now you're at your friend's house, your grandparents' house, and you can have your parents, the ice cream, your bed, your pillow and blanket, and the throw pillows. Picture all that's there. I can already see how cuddly it looks. You can see the smile on your face just when you're going to sleep. How does that feel? Great. Now, what number does your stomach feel? Oh. Excellent. Now, if you want to go to one of your family members, you might be able to take along maybe your pillow and your blanket. You might speak to your parents, close your eyes, imagine them next to you. You might even get real ice cream. You might not even use it. And you can oh, I got that right next to me. Right, but, um, like, my parents, like, like she said, I should put, like, a picture of her next to, like, like the bed. But then when I wake up and I look at it, I get, like... Don't worry, get... try it. First, let's see. Try it. Let's see what happens. Try it a little more. We just did a little exercise. Let's see what happens. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're very brave. And very smart and very attuned. Very impressive. You have a problem. You want to figure it out. You want to know how to do it. You want to learn how to get better. You want to right. be able to sleep away. And it's very proud that you're strong and brave to call up. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. All right, Harav Nissen. Who do we have next? Avi, you're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Yeah, hello? Yes, Avi. Yeah, I re- is, yeah I've been on, this, on, the, on the phone line before. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Um, okay. My Baruch Hashem. Um, I just want to call to say thank you, and I have a question after. Well, first of all, I remember you, right? You're the one that was sitting in class with teachers, yeah. and the Rebbe was great. And you also had another question yeah. about was a camp. No, what was your question? They ca- um. Second, the second question was like I needed to focus something like that's that. That's right. I remember. I remember yeah, your so personality. So now, Baruch Hashem, um, I automatically. In what way? Let's hear. I I got I feel more like more 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 I feel more like I'll I'll sit down even though like let's say some kids in the class are like are talking just ignore them I like sit I like put my face like I would imagine that no one else is in the room and I'm just learning Rusa. And I'm I'm learning away. I'm, 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 I'm so having... kids make trouble. You don't get caught up into them, correct? No, Baruch Hashem, correct. Excellent. So now, um, now my question is, now that now, that, and I was used to be like like the now you became the, a leader. <laughs> yeah, like sort of, like let's say they would say like the top three kids. They would say the, like I used to be on the bottom. Now I'm on like the top three kids. Let's say. So now, like, how do I, um, um, now they see me as the leader, let's say, like. Yes. And then, uh, it's the, I could see their, je- I don't know if it's jealousy or something, but, like, I would get, they, let's say I would, like, turn my desk a little more to see, like, 
focus more on, on the Rebbe, and then the kid will, like, um, say, oh, you're bothering me, why are you, why are you switching your desk? Like, why are you moving your desk? You're in my way. Like, I would say, and they're, like, um, sort of, like, uh, nudging me, like, if I would get, I don't, like, like, most of their stuff that they try nudging me by, um, yeah, uh, Avi. Let's first recognize something. Do you know what your issue is? Um, you're now suffering the pain that all leaders, successful people. <laughs> that means people want to get close to you, and when people want to get close to you, they don't always have the smart way of doing it. So some will try getting close to you by shepherding you, like making comments. Oh, all of a sudden you became serious learning and like yeah, you feel yeah, exactly. like they're knocking you down. But they really mean to say, Avi, I'm so... Keep on going. This is what all successful people have. People will always... Pass. So let's say someone comes from a background where their parents are Rosh Hashivas. Oh, you're only learning because your father's a Rosh Hashiva. Or if someone's father wasn't such a Rosh Hashiva or wasn't a big Talmud Chachem, eh, you're learning? What are you ever going to be? What, you, what can you do? This is what every successful person has. Same thing in business. He's not smart. He had mazel. Look at his family. And people don't look at the struggles. People don't look at as to how hard you succeed. But you know who does recognize that? You. Your parents. And they're coaching you. Your family. Your good friends. The ones that you open up to. And let me tell you something. Every single leader has got people that always go, I want to Thank you. You have it so easy. You know, I'll even share with you today on the phone line uh, questions and answers. So someone asked me what's going on in my life. And with the book, Baruch Hashem, it's coming along, but we hit another major bump and another major bump. It was ready to go to print and we hit a bump, whatever it is, you know, as things happen. So someone right. tells me, how could you compare your frustration to others? Luxury frustrations. You want to put out a book and it's not happening. We have to deal with other stuff. And my response was, have you put two years of your free time when you're going with family your f and people on a trip and you're busy writing and working on that book and it's ready to go to print that day and then it gets a major setback? You know when you hope and you see it and you go through hurdle after hurdle? And right. what I explained to them is I have that program that I call a Labadigiyasam that's in English means a living orphan. That's so many times that their families are broken but no one knows about it. So if someone's a Yasam, like people understand they're going time mm. and the, in, it's a labor that they're going through all the difficulties or a lot of difficulties and no one gives any sympathy or no one even gives any understanding successful person is a late expect demand you got to give me and i deserve it and who are you and you're lucky and everything came yeah. easy and the struggles aren't validated right so i and like when they would tell me like uh, uh they would like give me a real nasty comment i would I wouldn't even look at the but inside I would know i wanna like if I was like back back then in the beginning of, like say in the beginning of the year and like I would answer them back and then I have like a whole discussion I could get but here but I'm saying like wait, first of all, I wanna answer back, but i wanna i wanna i wanna learn, so I try ignoring them and then they they like keep on. Bakasham now I'm saying I'm I'm seeing a little bit less and less and less like they're still like nudging me. Avi, give it another or a year and you're going to see how people won't be nudging you.
Of course, Avi will always want to hang around people. Somehow, the Rabbanu Shalom has put it in the Teva that people want to gravitate to successful people because they're unfortunately so miserable in themselves that they want to be around successful people. So they first try to connect by the negative way, and then they try to connect to the positive way. Right. So just give it time. But be aware, you're always going to have negative people come over to you. And says, Mordechai, do you remember I came to you five years ago and you said until I want to get better, I'm not going to get better? Well, you know something? I didn't get better and you're wrong. I can't get better. I said, well, if you really believe you can't get better, I guess you're right. You know, I just... People are going to be where they're at. And when they're stuck, they're going to talk all their poison. And because they don't want to keep it themselves, they might share it with you. And your choice is to say, you know something? You're so right. I so hear you. And then move on. Do you want to hang around those negative people? Or do you want to hang around the seven or eight boys in the class that are learning? They're going to stop being your friends. You're going to start finding yourself. Now, I'm taking now a course to be able to supervise social workers because I supervise some of them. And you now a 100% increase in your pay. She said, oh, some people start looking at her differently. And, and then she just started eating, you know, in her own and hanging around other deans. What you find is that as you get healthier and better, the people that are stuck sometimes are just going to want to be in their stuck mode. They're not going to want to be around healthier, and you're going to start finding yourself hanging around healthier people. Right. Yes, they are. And, and that's part of success. Mm. And just know, the longer and the more successful you are, the more successful people are going to want to hang around you. The more boys that are going to want to learn with you are going to be more successful boys. And also, the more, um, I think the more successful you get is the more hard to... Is that true? Say that again. That the more the more uh, the more successful you get, the more um, 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 hardships you're gonna get. Exactly, exactly. But I don't want to call it hardship because success has come equally. Merit Hashem. If I'll put out a book, do you know what it is? I mean, do you realize I'm over here on this Jared Radio now, almost two years? Do you know? Do you know the? Do you know the beauty and the success that comes with it? Do you know the power? Do you know how many messages I could get a day telling me that the awareness has changed them? Couples have gone for lives changed. Kids are going for help. They're changing family patterns without me even knowing it. Baruch Hashem. So realize, it gets harder. Like, writing the book is harder. Being over here on the program, sometimes the questions are harder. But so is the, so is the pleasure. Do you know how good it feels sometimes though, when I can just go and I just get a message or, or my kids could go, Tati was so lucky to have you as a father. Like, we're really lucky. Do you know the nachas that it gives me as well? My daughter just gave me a 21 paper of how I'm different than all other fathers. Some of wow. them were very funny and I was laughing hysterical and me and my wife were enjoying it. And some of them were like really good. Yeah. But, yes. Hashem should give you a, a life with with all like all the the, the people you helped. Hashem should uh, should 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 uh, help you also. Amen. Avi, listen to how you could give a bracha. How many kids or bachrim? I think you're just about that age can do that power. Um, I see. We saw a leader in you at your first call. We saw the leader in. Just see where you're going to be going further. Hashem. Okay. Thank. Thank you so much. So, Rezat Hashem, I'll call every so often to... to Harvinissa, what did you want to say about that? Oh. Uh, 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 uh
Avi Korvnissen, if your parents let, they, they have a program special for kids where kids can be on the jradio.com. A little share, a little dvatayra. What? Uh, Kishani Arur? Yeah, um, 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 listen, you know, Avi, the, the one that you do with. Yeah, so I, I spoke to him a couple of times, whatever. I used to play soccer with him, whatever. So, um, um, I spoke to him. He wants me to come over and say the Matarab, but I never, like, had a time to. So. Call up. I love, I love this, the power that they're giving kids the ability and the talent to grow. I'd love to get my son, except we live in Lakewood. I'd love my son. I would. I would love my son to do it. That will be an honor. I'll do it. He's he's 11 years old. He's great. He speaks. He's great. Yeah. Excellent. Could you give me a number or something that I could call? You know, text it in. Ask your parents also know about it. What's his number? You know, text it in this way. We don't get it on here and he doesn't oh, get that. Okay, fine, fine. So I'll text you now or yeah, later? Text now. And again, okay, get your parents' permission also. Okay. Well, very important. Not also. Get your parents' permission. And that, that's the main step. Exactly. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, so um, this this is J Radio is a big hit. How you say like? Avi, thanks, and I'm impressed. I can't wait to hear from you in six months from now and hear how you're growing and stronger. Okay, fine. Yes. Thank, thank you so much. It's, it's Every time I just hear your voice, I, I listen to my spirit. <laughs> Thanks, Avi. From all the... Okay, fine. I don't want to take time. Okay, Excellent, Avi. Be well. Miss D, you're on with Mordechai and Nisim. Hello? Yes. Yeah, hi. Um, okay, hello? Yep, you're on. Yes, I'm yes, my friend on the line together. And our question is as follows. We, we have another friend. Um, I mean, we had a friend once. And she really made us a lot of pressure, and we were always afraid of her. <laughs> and we didn't have a mind of her own, like when she was our friend. We always said, because we thought that we must, so we didn't think it's right. Okay, great. And so our question is that, look, we decided that we should that way. And we dropped, so we just, like, whatever, we being a friend. We two together, and she's, like, alone herself. And she doesn't know why we did it to her. She thinks, she just thinks that we're mean and rude. Mm -hmm. But we don't want that she should be upset at us. But we don't want to become back friends. It's really not for us. She makes a lot of pressure, and she always thinks that what she does, you must what do. is your question? That what should we do now? Why don't, what, what happened? believe her and being open to her what would happen if you tell her do you know by the way why we're not hanging around you because yeah, when we talk you always your opinion is strong we don't have a choice but she's gonna get upset oh and is she upset now uh, is it possible that you're afraid so. to confront her that she's too strong and she's gonna tell you, it's not true she, she thinks that she's this way 
Let's stop a second. Is it possible that you're that you are a hunter? Hold on, so how about do the question? We're afraid to confront her. Why don't you do that? We really would like to tell her why we're not her friend. Hello? Yeah, I don't know if you're laughing because of nerves or because you guys are finally on. No, we're just not laughing, girl. You know, like, we're a little bit nervous before we were calling, so we're good. laughing that we're so, finally here. Good, I can tell. I can tell nervousness and I can that. So, again, yeah. like, you girls want to get strong enough to tell her. Yeah, we don't feel strong in front of her and tell her okay, listen why we dropped you. We feel like we did... And how about to get a teacher involved? Would you be able to tell a teacher, you know, why we did it? We don't want to tell it to her face without someone there. Sometimes if you have a third person, a teacher, the teacher could help out, saying, you know and something? I don't think the teachers know about it. Oh, uh, oh, that's... Ask a teacher for help to sit down together. That adults do. At least adults should do. And that many adults do, but many don't. Many just drop. The adult point, what adults do is, we're able to face our issues. We're able to confront them then we're able to have a disagreement and still be friends if we And since you're you start thinking like adults, but yet you're not adults, and yet when we give you the adult advice, and that's why in halacha, when a rav becomes a rav, they have something called shimish. When someone's a social worker, you go for two years internship. That means you get experience on the job. So you're asking an adult question, and now we want to give you the adult answer, but how are you going to do it if you never got experience? So the experience is to contact the teacher and tell the teacher which teacher you feel is an understanding and issue that we have. Would you be able to speak to this girl? I or, know, good. I know if our teachers are interested in this. Oh, I promise you, teachers are interested. Teachers get paid below cost that they need to survive, and they're only doing it to help the students. But we don't reach out to them. Again, this is a teenager belief that teachers aren't interested. Because we have a lot of teachers. I don't know to which one. To... Which one would you like? Don't tell me the name, but think about it. Okay, it's, it will be good if you would send her a letter. Send a teacher a letter. Okay. Send a girl a letter. I think the letter is a second best. I but think the she's best. Gonna get more upset. The when someone can discuss it with someone, they can have an answer, a back and forth. It can ease it up. For an example, someone just tonight wanted to offer me a ride. Okay. I just and once so, oh, that's why I can understand that. Sometimes when you write a letter, while well, to you it's clear, they might see other things in the letter. When you can explain it and work it out, and if you have an adult there to balance it, it makes it, it, makes it a lot easier. Okay, so you think that we should go to the teacher and ask her? Yes. Okay, yes. thank Second you. Second option is a letter. Third option is just keep it in there. Um, by the way, besides for a teacher, maybe your parents or her parents say, you know, we just want to get get this thing clear. Yeah, but I don't want you to get more upset. I'm afraid you shouldn't forgive me. I'm afraid. She Healing. This is now teaching you the adult way. The not forgiving is when you just drop someone and they have no idea why. The not oh, what should I tell her that? that you'll you tell her, I want you to know, we want her to be your friend, but when we're friends, if we have an opinion, we end up having to do yours. We don't have a choice. And it makes it very difficult for us. Okay. And when we can, if and then she might say, okay, so how do you want to do it? And you'll say, you know, we all give an opinion, and we'll take turns. Once we listen to yours, once we listen to mine, once we listen to the third friends. We'll okay, take, you think that she wouldn't get upset more? She might, let's put it this way, is she upset now? Is she hurt? I don't know, that's what I oh, want I to know. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. I know, you. I could see on her face, but... And she has no idea why. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a big problem. That's right. So the adult point to do is to be mature. Okay. Thank you. Dave, I'm impressed that you're asking, and this way, Merit Hashem, we are teaching you and others the power of being an adult. Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Harav Nissim. That's it. That's right. That's right. The old type of breaking down, shock, not talking, boring, those aren't healthy. Those are last, last case resorts, but being... Yes. Uh, okay, so we have Miss L. Miss L. Hello. Here, some people's nature. Yes. That was very amazing. Thank um, you. I, I appreciate that. By the way, just for people listening, I send out also daily motivational quotes. And just to tell people, you could get it through the website, winnerformula.com. You could sign up over there. And the reason why what I thought about it is because you can also listen to all the Shiram. It's actually connected to the jratradio.com where there are all the sh- programs over there and, and the Shiram are on their website where you can get it from. You could also get it from mine. So if people want daily motivational quotes or hear the old program, those stuff, that's another place you can hear it besides for the phone line um, that we have. Yes. Okay, so um, I am a teenager and I'm in school. Um, a girl, actually, I don't know. I first I sixty dollars, and you know I I was fine with it. Like I wasn't fine with it. I was just like, okay, fine. And then like I suspected a girl, but I didn't say anything. And I spoke to my friend about it, and she said she was also like a certain amount of money. And then like just recently, I was again missing money. And I know who this girl is, and I want to know, like, how do I go about it? Oh, that is a big deal, because that I also think we might need a little bit of halacha guidance about accusing someone. I'm not sure the halacha way to go. Uh-huh. But let's first go, let me understand the original money was missing the first time. So the first time I was missing $60. Five zero. Then six six zero. Six zero. And again, this is where, this is in school? Yeah. You carry... I don't even know if I have six zero on me right now. <laughs> no. Um, I, I was going to go somewhere, and I, I I know it's that girl because she was the only one in the classroom then. I know, but even... I know it makes sense, and the first thing to do is, by the way, speak to the teachers. Right, because so maybe the I... Te- yeah, maybe the teachers are aware of it, and they need to about it, and you'll get it back. What happens when you... Also, spo- I, I know that this girl, like, she... You know, she... I, I had experience with her. I mean, she's my very good friend. And, Let, like, mm-hmm. she, like... I'm just cutting off because this is very sticky. And, unfortunately, there are many, many problems, especially I deal with people when things, and it could have been them, but it could have been someone else. It's a very sticky issue. This needs to be discussed. I would first say discuss it with the teachers and see what they say. Then mm-hmm. another general rule is when we have that much money, we always keep it on us. Right, so it wasn't my fault. Right, and that's just, not again, I want to now shift it. Let's go, because with that girl, I'm not sure what to tell you about that. It's not that simple. I'd first speak to the teacher or to the principal and say, this is what's going on, this is what you 
Maybe the teacher knows it. Maybe the school knows about it. Maybe they can help work it out. Maybe they can do it in a very big way. Ask them. I would like to hear what they have to say. I wouldn't tell you to confront her right away. First, speak to the school, see what they recommend. And as a just just as a lesson for you in general in life, is that when it's something that's important, that if you lose it, it will bother you a lot, we generally try to keep it on us. And because unfortunately, there are people have that have a weakness and they feel empty and they're not able to get from their parents or they won't speak to their parents. And unfortunately, they, they revert to stealing when they get older. And it's, it's a bad media because they get stuck in this. It's, it's pretty serious. And also, I have a question. Is it possible? Sure. Go ahead. Let's do that quickly. So, um, a few weeks ago, Rabbi Weinberg read a poem from one of his clients. Yes. About um, that people don't change. And, like, whatever people are born with, they stay with it. I think I might have read two parts because it sounds a little bit negative. I must have read first the original pain. I don't remember that one, but there must. If I would read a negative comment, then there must be the positive one following. I am very focused on. No, positive. it was like like the people, um, you know, and they they go through some life and they they change, but then they see that the real personality still stays with them. Yes, that beauty, or they change from yeah. pain to positive that they're able to see the strength. Right. Yes, yeah. I remember that letter. So, but I I really don't understand it because I know that I used to be like a very outgoing bubbly girl and then like suddenly like I I became and like and I don't see how I'm still outgoing and how I'm loud. Yeah, you're through the process. Now let's help you do that. Let's help you recognize what happened that you went from the bubbly girl to a quieter person. So I, I do know what happened. Excellent. Do you want to share it on air or no? And realize a lot of people listen. You, I want to give you that privacy to say no. Right. So I don't think I would share it, but it's something big that happens. Yeah. Now imagine you're you're in that cocoon. So you know, like you have that little, that 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 worm going into, and then you're going to turn it. While you're in there, you're stuck. Right. You're now in that dark place. And you gotta yeah, push um, and fight to get those wings to the caterpillar to turn into a in the cocoon, it's dark. But after that, imagine you're going to learn and get the strength how whatever dark place you're going through you can actually pull through. But it's actually what? You'll be able to Uh-huh. Well, let me give and you an example. I read it somewhere, so I don't know if it's true, but it says as follows when that caterpillar, when it goes into the cocoon, you know how it breaks out, it gets wings. But if the wings, if there wouldn't be the cocoon, it just goes out, the wings would be too weak to fly. So in order for the caterpillar to break out, the wings has to push and push and push. And as the wings get stronger by the pushing, when it's strong enough, that's when it breaks out of that cocoon. And that's when it's strong enough to fly as well. We need to realize that difficulties is actually what makes us stronger. It doesn't help us get stronger. It makes us stronger. And right yeah. now that you're in the darkness, it might feel dark, but as your wings are getting stronger, as that caterpillar feels dark in that cocoon, but it's getting stronger, once it breaks out, boy, can it fly. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that I still have it and it's going to come out one day? Oh, not you still have it. You have it. It can 
taken away ever. No one can take away a bracha or matana that the Rabbi Shalom has given you ever. It might be buried so deep, but it can always be found because the Rabbi Shalom believes in you. If he gave you, it's meant to be used. And, and how could it be found? Oh, keep on going. Keep on going. It's dark. You're in that cocoon. You can't get out. It's dark. You don't see it. But as you're pushing and you're trying and you grow, the main important focus is always remember, I am a loud and bubbly girl. That's who I am. Remember who you but, are. But I'm not that anymore. Notice, like, I'm I not think. that anymore. But who are you? What is I the power within? Quiet. And the reason why I'm focused on this is because we have so many listeners. Let's the secret. You mirrors in darkness. But never forget that little message, I am loud and bubbly, I am confident, I am a happy person, I am someone that is great, I am someone that's pure, I am happiness, I am someone that loves I am someone that loves I am someone that loves nature. But I'm just fooling myself if I... Uh-huh, that could be. And it could also not be. It could be that you're so long in the darkness that you start doubting yourself. That's why one of the steps that we do for confidence, here we have a person, I'm a person I'm married and I how do I build my confidence this is step one step one is say 25 positives for you at least 10 positives I tried that and I whispered it I couldn't say it loud and that's it that's and the then practice whoops that and then is I just where stopped. the practice comes in great so we're going to take some more callers but that's so instead okay, of telling yeah. me why you can't and the doubt okay. I'd like 10 do it out loud I am smart I'm intelligent I'm strong I can speak publicly I'm athletic I am talented, I like playing music, I enjoy friends, I am social, I can speak publicly. Keep on going on with your positives. Connecting to people, people like me, I understand, I can adapt, I can learn from different situations. Look at all these positives that you can say fluently. If you can do that, Mary, 25, it changes a lot. Three, four times a day. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Excellent. Harv who do we have next? Do you want to take that uh, add on to that girl at all, or? No. All right, all right, Mendy, you're on with Mordechai. <coughs> Hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, amazing. Thank you, good Baruch Hashem. Um, I was speaking to a camper of mine last week, and throughout the conversation, somehow he slipped by mistake. That he told me that um, he goes on the internet and his house and everything. He told me that his and he has, his, he has internet and it's blocked, but he uh, he somehow got the code, and he uh, and he goes in there filtered, but he goes in every night and he spends just two hours in it. The question is, um, if it's a tell the parents, um, my question is, I'm not sure the parents will be smart enough not to tell them that I told them. You know, I, I want to, to get them aware of it, to look out for it. Um, so should I tell them or should I just keep it to myself and? I'm a big believer, and I find it more a confidence issue, that the stronger I am, the more direct I could be with people, and they can accept it. Means if you can speak to this camper and tell me, stop it. You know, if you say you'll stop it, you might stop today and fall back in three weeks from now. Let's do the mature thing. You tell your parents, or I tell your parents, and let's just change. No, but he's too... I mean, I tried that, but he's, I mean, I didn't try that exactly, but he's too immature. He's a teenager. He's 30, he's 14, you know. Yeah, tell him, know, tell him, look, you t- it's not as a punishment. You know that you got to stop it. You're not strong enough. Let me be the adult. 
either give you the lesson now to tell your parents, I made a mistake and we need to grow, or let me do it. And I can't well, I mean, he's petrified he's his parents. All right. That, not to tell you, like, and tell him that you'll tell the parents something, tell him he's brave, or even coach the parents a little. Say, you know something? Your son confided in me something that's a secret. He's afraid. But can I please tell it to you? Can you please go easy on him? Can you please go relax on him? Reassure him. Be the adult. But, but let's say, let's say parents are like, intelligent and they tell me, no, I'm not going to be easy, but you have to tell me anyway. Or let's say I well, first of all, let's say they explore them. Maybe you work it out with them. Tell you know something. If your parents get upset at you, maybe you deserve to be upset at. And I'll be there to back you up. That's, I, what I would like you to start doing is start teaching the teenagers, and that's what I do a lot with my clients, to be adults and to start paying the price. Which means we make mistakes, we pay the price. Sometimes we can get it easier. We can try leniency. We can work it out. But not just like we had the girls up, they wanted, like, should they tell the stop? Yes, but do it in a healthy way. Have a teacher involved. Have a third person. We want to start teaching teenagers the adult system. Let's start facing our issues. He wants to continue doing it. I mean, he, you know, he wants to do it. I could see. Uh, the best is if you could get him to do it and coach him. Tell him, let's do a. I mean, he wants to continue. Uh, does he really? Well, you tell him, come on. Do you want to? You opened up to me. You know, this can't stay like that. You know you're asking for help. Be open with him. Mm-hmm. Let's say he says, you know, that he I've got experience with my clients where they went, like, behind someone's back. message to the parents saying, listen, I'm not going to say what or where, but I think your son might be able to get access to your internet code. Please pass it. He hasn't gone on it. You might choose a white lie, but... He could get on it, and let's avoid Nasiyanis. He told it to me as a secret, so just change the password. You can do white lies and like work it out. You can try that. Mm-hmm. You can sort maybe to tell his parents, you know, Ta, somehow I got the code, I, I didn't go on it, or I don't want to, or it's going to be hard. You know, there are ways to work it out, or you can no, go but, on. I'm saying, you know, but he wants, he wants, he wants to, he wants to still be available to him. He wants to keep them going. That's why, you know, if I, I can't tell him to tell his parents. Even though he's not afraid of an afraid issue, he wants to continue doing it. He doesn't want to stop. Right. So here we have to take a step back. Also, you need to realize that, and this is a good education for you and for those listening. When we are take a certain role, we need to know what our priority and what's our role in that priority. Means if someone would tell points, and I tell the clients ahead of time in every session, there is no confidentiality for these certain things. If there's going to be a danger to someone else or to themselves, there is no such thing as confidentiality doesn't exist. And I can go to jail as an accomplice for that. There are certain things I'm a mandated reporter, and I tell the person, you tell me certain information, I need to report. I go to jail for not reporting that. But he slipped on mistake. Good. Now but that he, he slipped, now tell him, look, it's now is where you got to stop. This is now my role. I need to ask a Rav, what is my role? I don't know what your role is. That's why it makes your your job difficult. It's it's a difficult situation. Much bigger believer in telling him straight out, I want you to know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and they will respect you. He might be angry, but he'll respect you. When you're open and direct, it's still respected. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, we might agree with someone, we might disagree, but at least we know they're someone. I, I understand. I'll try to be open with him. 
to be open saying, I understand you want it, but it's wrong. It's disturbing. And part of my job as your friend, a part of the role that I take isn't just someone that's going to coach you when you're good. My job is also, or my role is also good and to coach you when you're not good. Now is my job to coach you when you're not good. So now, either you own up to it or I own up to it. I'll do it. I'm not going to go behind your back. I do that with all my clients. Whoever's my client can affirm with what I'm doing. When I deal with teenagers, I tell them, look, we'll keep your issues private. Your parents don't have to know the stuff. I do it in front of the parents. But if there's an issue, they need to be told. I'm going to tell them, and I will tell them. I'll work it out with you ahead of time. You shouldn't be embarrassed and how, but certain things that need to be told. We're not talking about now legal issues. Just talking about if I feel it's appropriate, I'll work it out with them. But we need to own up to it. I said, you can be upset at me. We'll work out how to do it, but we still got to be adults. Part of the job over here is to learn to be mature and adults do the difficult things. That's why I find we're missing today in this generation. We're so cookie cutter, plastic stuff. You just throw everything out of this. No, you're big on this stuff over there. Let's teach the kids to be adults. Deal with it. It's tough. It's hard. You might get yelled at. You might not get a good mark if you didn't study. You're right. And pay the price. You feel like a man. You feel like an adult. We're afraid. I, I, yeah, I hear. For you, even you tell the kid, imagine you tell him, tell him, telling your parents, please don't tell I need to do it. And you tell him, I'm calling up your parents at this time. I'll ask your parents to go gentle. And come up the next day and he might not want to come to the phone because he's upset at you. But if you call him a week later, or if you get him like a little gift saying, I know it was hard, but I did it because that is the right thing. They will understand. Mm-hmm. If they see okay. the curtain on the Masi, wait, have listen, what do you say? Yeah. Let me share with you a similar concept. When you put a three-year-old kid or even a teenager and the parents put them to bed, and when I say put them to bed, it means saying now it's bedtime. Do you ever have a teenager, do you ever have anyone ever say, yes, thank you, I really want to go to bed now? No. No. But what happens in the morning when they go to bed and they got their eight hours of sleep and they're fully refreshed and they're able to learn and they get their hundred on the test? Do you know that's when they tell the parents, thank you for making me study? That's when they tell you, thank you for put it, for having me go to sleep. Thank you for setting boundaries that there are no friends out on a Tuesday night. Yes, a Friday night, we can go to friends, we can be there, whatever it should be. Job us with friends if it's appropriate, if it's or whatever it should be. When you set the limits, no one is really appreciative unless they're really an adult and mature mind. It's older that they get to it. And that's part of what you're learning, and that's part of the role of responsibility. Okay, Harry, thank you very much for your advice. You're Keep welcome. I appreciate these mature questions. The We're really getting excellent questions tonight. I'm a... You're in charge, brother. Okay. Let's see the texting addiction. How about you try what I do? Just get rid of the phone. Ooh, teenagers. Here's a... Ah. Okay. Um, here is where we go and biased in this question. Since I don't have a cell phone, the reason why I don't have a cell phone is I tell people I am too weak to have a cell phone. That means I actually check it every 30 seconds. Did I get a text? Did I get a message? And Baruch Hashem, since I'm quite popular, the messages don't stop and I feel so good about it. But you know something? I'm not present. Present means here. I'm not thinking. And teenagers today, 
A, their entire personality, their value is based on how many people text. Do I know what's happening? How many, what, am I chatting with 50 people at once? Then we want to be able to the good friends, bad friends. We want to know what's going on. We're not here. Now, I know I'm speaking against the wave because everyone's got text today. However, I'm a big believer again that just like part of the job of us parents is to set the boundaries, when to go to sleep, who are appropriate, who is not appropriate. I believe that part of our job, a role is to set the boundaries of when our children can have a cell phone and maybe at nine o'clock at night, just take away the cell phone. Don't me take it away. Make them mature to power down. Learn how to be present a little. I'm taking the, as I was mentioned, this to be a supervisor for social workers. And it's interesting how they were discussing between the supervisors saying that, you know how many can pick up a call that they got an email for the supervisor like, hi, what's up? You don't send a professional supervisor when you're 24 going to be a, an intern in a certain agency. What's up? Saying they've lost it. So what they're doing now in this college is they're making the students call up places where they'll have their field placement and say, hello, Mordechai so-and-so, Mordechai Weimiger, I My school is placing me in your place. When can I set up a meeting and meet you? And students today, they're saying, would only want to email or text. They would not want a call. And then they would ask the supervisors, what's your cell number? You a supervisor for your cell number. If you'd like, the supervisor will offer it to you. You might ask in case of an emergency, how do I contact you? And they might tell you, well, there's a protocol in this agency. But you don't ask a supervisor for their cell. And uh, we're missing a lot in today's generation. A lot that they're getting hurt through the process. But then again, life is always teaching pretty tough what would you say, Arvnison, to that texting? Yeah. You We're just going to take two texts over here, just because it's... Yeah, we'll do it. Um, number one is over here. Last week, the lady called her son is separated, and she's angry at her daughter-in-law, and you said she must be angry at herself. Please explain why not possible that I did no wrong in this relationship, and I'm disgusted at the man who hurt my daughter and grandkids through his denial and passiveness and no concept of responsibility. So, I would share with you from experience. 
someone that had similar situations. And you know what happened when we did the inner work? We discovered that the mother felt guilty that she didn't teach her daughter that the mother was too involved. And she protected her daughter on every little thing that she the daughter learn how to develop a self or a toughness, how to protect herself, that when a husband does that, how do you protect yourself? And deep down, there's a little guilt on what their responsibility was. I have a similar situation where it was the other way around, where someone could not forgive the son-in-law that was, but you know what was their issue? Because they allowed their wife to still boss them around. So the guilt that they're not able to do in their life, in their marriage, is now being triggered when they see the same thing happening to their son, to their daughter-in-law. Therefore, what I'm saying, we got to soul search. You got to first listen and find out what's going on in yourself. Of course, there's anger to someone that hurt you. But what happens when you have a child's and a son, and you see they've got the tools, you're giving them the backing, you see they're doing everything right and leaving it up to their bunch of to finish off. Most of if not all the time, we're going to find that there's a trigger to us. And when we work on our issue, we didn't say the son-in-law is innocent. We didn't say she shouldn't be upset. What we said is there was no room for forgiveness and there was zero wrong to that person. Zero. Not like 1%. We even gave them room for 1% where we might feel that we could have done things better or done things differently. If there's zero wrong, in my opinion, that was an issue that is being blocked and that's generally what I meant. Um, there was another question here, but I guess we'll keep on moving. All right. Miss S, you're on with... Mrs. S, you're on with... Hi. Uh, first of all, thanks for your show. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, must commend you for your patience. It's an important quality in a therapist. Ah, thank you. I happen to have that uh, a lot, but sometimes I am out of my skin. And all I just right. like I I'm doing a little breathing. But yeah. Pull that part of you. Yes. Thank um, you. Okay. I have a question. This theory. First, okay. uh, believe in the theory that what can a feeling, an emotion, um, is it possible for a feeling only to happen through a thought? Meaning, in order for an emotion to take place, you have to have a thought first. An activating thought, right? And I would say I believe in it halfway, which means we have certain natures, certain feelings that we have. Mm-hmm. So yes, many times. Well, Do we have them with that? Well, let's recognize. You see, that's conscious. Conscious means our automatic programs turn on. Do you have to think how to move your hand right now? Did you pay, put an active conscious thought in moving? Did you think about the words that you're going to say? How are you going to say it for it to happen? No. No. But yet you had to. And what we do in the subconscious, we start making... So, okay. So, mm-hmm. in other words, you're only... Is you're saying that there is the subconscious is a thought behind the thing we do. Yes. Now let's take the other side. Since I said sometimes, I also believe that we're born with certain inborn, and that some will be more confident, some will be more impulsive, some will be more outgoing, some will be more quiet, and not necessarily will full thought why they're quiet. Okay. It, taking it back though to emotions and feelings. Yeah. Do we feel something without thinking of a happening, a situation, or anything? Sheer Can we just emotion. feel something out of the blue? Sheer and emotion. Give me an example. Does someone suddenly feel sad and scared? Right. I, I believe that there was a triggering, there was an activating thought. 
In other words, so can someone be their own cause of their own depression? Of course, but why would you say that their own cause? Give me a little bit more words to that. Is it their responsibility that they have depression? Ah, let's use the words. I had it, I was teaching a certain course that comes up a lot. Accountability versus responsibility. Let me explain to you what those words mean. If my parent was Hasashon very pained, let's take a better example, a Holocaust survivor, where they went through the Nazi concentration camps, and they're doing the best that they can, they built up Yiddishkeit, but unfortunately they were nervous and stressed. I had a client, a 14-year-old boy, so he's got to be, he said, the pressure, schnell, 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 for a second. Nazi soldiers screaming the way it was done. I go, oh my gosh, I wonder if this word schnell, 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 yelling, it is four generations pressure being put in there. Now, let's understand something. If those parents had that and passed, there's absolutely no room for blame in, in, in therapy, in my opinion, right, and the Yiddishkeit. Right. Let's understand that. It doesn't that. bring anyone anywhere. That's right. But, so, and I even take it a step further. Do you have another sibling in your family which might have gone through the same family but chose not to accept that program? Okay, true. Now, hold on. But in therapy, we still need because responsibility means we blame them for our problems, which makes us now a victim. Oh, I'm so stuck. I can't get out of it. It's my parents that put it in me. So I need now my parents to get me out. There's a concept in the Gemara. Pesha Asr is a Pesha Hitter. That said, uh, that said, I did something wrong. It can, at the same time, clarify itself what it meant. But that's only when we're in control. If it's our parents that did it to us, if it's the friend that did it, it's that Rebbe in third grade that did it, and we all have who to blame, then we still stay a perpetual victim. Cause, and what happens if that person isn't alive anymore? We can't of it. Accountability is I understand where I chose to learn it from. Or I understand where I got a victim mentality from or where I lost my confidence from. But since I believe that the Rabbi Shalom has given us the power with us, it is always there. It might be buried. It might be dormant. But we have the power to heal, to find it, to discover it. That's what makes us that's what makes us responsible for us. Heal and we can change almost anything. I just want to say anything. I just want to say almost anything. 99% of the point of percent of any issue that we've got, we can deal with regardless of who caused it and how they caused it. Okay, but I I was asking a question versus myself, not versus blaming it on somebody else. Can I be a cause of my own depression by choosing to think, by then causing an emotion of sadness. Well, of course. Our thoughts lead us. There's a beautiful Gemara that the Gemara, I've said this several times in Masech Tismachus, and it's a Masha. And the Gemara says, The way a person wants to go, like they take him. And the Masha explains our thoughts. Why is he used like they? It's a singular language. The way a person wants to go, he'll end up. It should be It goes. Where you want to go, Hashem gives us the power of our Hishtadlis. That's what the Gemara is saying. It brings a riot from Tyre and the Via Maksivim, where a person has that choice to go where they want to go, and the Rabbanish Shalom will permit it to happen. So the Masha explains, is that our thoughts create Malachim that will continue pushing us down that line. So I'd like you to realize that if you start, if you have a difficulty... And your thought starts going, I'm so bad, I'm horrible, I'm terrible. It will cause a depressive thought. If your thought starts going, yeah, that's normal. 
I'm a human, up, and I can keep on moving, and I can have now that happy thought, and then get yourself out. Sure. Our thoughts have a huge power. Our actions have power. Our feelings have power. That's the point of mitzvahs. We say, The Rabbi wanted to be mezak, wanted to give us a schar for Klal Yisrael, Therefore, the Rebbeinu gave us a lot of Torah mitzvahs. Find your mitzvah that's good for you, that that, that connects to you, that's your shayrish neshama, and you'll still alive. Okay, then I have a question, Marie, and I want to hold on. Does that make sense? Our thoughts does very actively affect us, and that's cognitive therapy is very very focused on our words. And even subconscious therapy is very focused on repetitious words. That when people use words, I'm so stupid, I want to die. Oh, you're kidding me. Shoot me. Like they use all these negative words instead of, wow, I'm so good, happy. But there's like, no way, I'm so stupid. I'm crazy. Nuts. All these negative words, it will affect you. In fact, I'll just give you a shot. Could you just say five times now, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart. Just say it five times. Um, I can say it. Whether so I believe move, it or not is a different question. Uh, just say it. I just just say it a second. Just say the words. I don't want you to believe it yet. Just say it. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart. And I'm smart. Excellent. Now say the words. I'm stupid. 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 That was only four. One more. Okay. So I'm stupid again. Great. Now, did you notice a difference in your feeling just when you said it? Slight. Slight variation. No. All right, try but, it again. Mm. Our thoughts affect our body, us physically, emotionally. Those negative thoughts over and over, that's called self-talk. It, right. really, it really gets us stuck in the mode. If I would say I'm stupid several times, I would feel weak. I'm saying it now, and I feel like my shoulders are just like a drop heavier. And I'm, I'm attuned, so I'm able to pay attention. But cognitive therapy is changing our thoughts, and that's where you add on cognitive behavioral therapy, where you add on behaviors to lock in the new positive thoughts and traits that we do, and it has an effect on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, everyone is, a, is accountable for their own depression by their own thoughts. Hold on. No, you see, you just limited it to one level. Thoughts cause depression. That's not what we said. Those are one of the steps that can cause depression. Depression could also be a chemical imbalance and be from having many, many failures of your past. depression is a sadness caused by... No, you see, ah, now, when I was studying for law school, there's a concept called causation and uh, what was the other one? Very similar to that. One is that... I'm a man, then I'm tall, or most men are tall. Do you notice that? Yeah. Well, what we're saying is can cause depression. depression. We're not saying all, not depression all depression is caused because of depression, because of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Recognize that. One of the levels that cause depression is our thinking. There are levels. Trauma. And Str- by- our thoughts, we can get out of that depression. Not always, no. Again, you're doing a causation. Again, you're going, if this, then it must be that. Always, no. Many times people need medication. Many times people need deep inner work. Many times people need trauma therapy. Many times people need to learn svarim. Many times people need a background. They need a support system. No, don't limit depression, thoughts. Thoughts, depression, all you need is your thoughts. 
depression? Absolutely not. If it would be that simple, you wouldn't need therapy. Depression wouldn't be a diagnosable diagnosis. You're down, have a thought, say I'm good ten times, and you're out of it. And yeah, to that, if I'm actually taking your course, part of it was to repeat the positive stuff three times a day. Yeah. Question, if to every third time... If to every time I say a positive thing, I have a hundred voices telling me why not, why it's not true. Axel, write them down. So, which write them down. Listen to them. The hundred voices of not true, or the yeah, all the reasons why they're not true. Start writing them down, and those those are your silent adversaries. That's what we're going to be discussing in the next course. How but to, is it still effective, the positive word? Co- well, as I told you at the end of the course, what I said is, if you got those negatives, then you need to say it ten times. Or maybe I said it the second course from 6 to 11. No, then you said it the first course. Good. So then, did you say it 10 times now? Recognize that when you start saying positive about yourself and all those thoughts come in, recognize you got a huge past, Robertson. Mrs., you got a huge past. And all those thoughts, we're trying to now start to override. We're now trying to put in that new program in the brain. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter what the voice is, as long as you keep on repeating positive, We're it can't not, Exactly. Them. That's one of the steps. Remember, it's just one of the steps. We also taught you about the power of making mistakes going. Keep on going. We're teaching you on a logical level, on a subconscious level, and a behavioral level. At each of those courses, I'm teaching us all three levels to get into the brain. The actual mm-hmm. doing it is just the behavioral, not even the logic. I told you, you don't have to understand it. I said that very clearly. This is strictly behavioral. And for you, I said three times. For you, I'm saying ten times. Do it ten times out loud. Scream it. Shout it. How many positives did you get? I actually got quite a number, 27. Nice. So you hit that minimum boss. That's 25. Excellent. Now, let me ask you, how easy are you finding it since you started? What? To say it? Yeah. In the, in the moment, whether if it's in a good moment, actually, on Thursday, it was great. On Friday... Didn't believe is a word I said. Easier. Is it getting easier and easier? Are you believing it more and more? Can't say so. Honestly, no. Then you got to say it more time. It's now job is Sunday. Now it's days. If you're saying positives, 27 of your positives, minimum three times a day, and you're still not believing it, which usually second day or third day, even more than you got to say it more times. It means you got a huge amount of baggage in a, in a positive way, I'm saying this, and we just got to override it. Yeah, the positivity. Let me just ask you something. Recording it is just as good as saying it? Then listening to it, yes. Right. Yeah. It's best for you to say it, but start. Start. Mm-hmm. Start anyway. Hear it as many times as possible. You start hearing positives. You want mm-hmm. your brain to start thinking positive. Yes. All right. I got you. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. You know, I think we will go a little bit longer than this. All right? All right. Anonymous, you're on with Mordechai and Nissim. Hello? Yes. Me? Yes, me. Yeah, I stutter, and I and kids make fun of me. I can't. I don't know what to do. All right. Well, let's go ahead and teach you. So first, let's understand, your problem is a real problem, which means one of the biggest fears that he has is that people, I have that fear, it's much lower, it used to be huge, now it's very low, but I still have that fear. I wouldn't have this, do you have that issue also, afraid sometimes that people make fun of you? 
Oh. So you have two people that speak a lot, and so now that you know you're normal, what's the next step? Try not to get embarrassed. Or to know it's normal to get embarrassed and to keep on going. If you can tell your people that get embarrassed are people that... Like, imagine yeah, you won't open up your mouth because you stutter. What would happen then? I just won't talk. That's right. But then what happens? You'll hold yourself back. I, I try that. I, if I, and it's not I, good. You I, feel trapped. One time, I just I try holding myself back. But no, I I'm, I'm saying it the other way. It's not good to hold yourself back. There's so much of you that wants to talk. There's so much of you that wants life. Stutter once in a while. You should hold yourself back because someone else will laugh. Kids laugh at everyone anyhow. What I'm telling you is if we're going to let our fear of others hold us back, we won't get anywhere. So what should I do? Ah, first of all, how can you be ready to say the only people that get made fun of are successful people? First, tap yourself on the back and say, welcome to the world of success. Okay. Okay, what? Wow. What do so you want to do? What? So what should I do? What do you want to do? Ask people to stop? No. They're probably not going to stop. Yes, I know. I will suggest that you go over to them and tell them, you know, I want you to know that I do get embarrassed. I did that already, but it didn't really help. Okay. So what's the next option? People are going to do what they want to do. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to choose to be knocked down? Hold myself back and just say, I'm not getting embarrassed. Okay. But can you acknowledge that you are embarrassed? No, acknowledge the truth. The truth is that we are Now, it's okay to be embarrassed. Successful people accept the embarrassment. Right. Can you accept the embarrassment? I try to. But? But sometimes I just, I, I try, but I, I, I feel like I can't, and I just run away. How can you, what can you do? What's a new self-talk? What can you start telling yourself? Even if I stutter, I'm going to have an amazing life. And realize that everyone's got a story. This one's father came from Israel, so he might be embarrassed that his father's different. This one might say my parents are divorced. This one might say I don't have parents. This one might say I'm tall. This one might say I'm short. This one might say I'm fat. This one might say my parents don't have money. This one might say my parents have too much money. This one might say I have blonde hair. This one might say I have black hair. That's right. People are always going to make fun of something if they want to. And by the way, over here, the people are saying, this boy isn't stuttering at all. Why do you think yes, he has a stutter? now I'm, I'm trying not to, but now, right now I just did. I know, it's very cute. And the answer is because, right, if you're focused and if you're okay, it happens, but it's okay. Can you accept your limitation? 
I've got mine. My limitation is that I'm very emotional. In the past, oh, when I would get emotional or overwhelmed, I wouldn't do things. Like when someone told me, big deal, you're busy working on your book, so it didn't work out your movie. About 10 years ago, I probably would No, I would have just done whatever I had to do and not do anything else. Probably would have gotten out of bed very late. I had to learn how to overcome the bumps. I'm still moving. Yeah. Correct. We all got limitations. And I believe this is something that we need to really be teaching our kids. Get on in life, even though it's tough. And even though you're going to be different, like kids especially, <laughs> he raised his hand and he didn't know, like kids do that. And so babyish and immature. And the leaders of the class means the smart, mature kids will go on. Those kids are, <laughs> they always stay immature and they're stuck there and they don't. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, we want the strength. Keep on going. Find a kid or two on your side. Maybe stop. Don't make fun of him. Or if you stutter, you might have two friends that if, say, if I stutter and someone starts making fun, take my side. That could help. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome and extremely brave. Okay, thank you very much for your wonderful program. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Who else do we have? Ms. R. You're on. And Nissim. All right. Ms. T. You're on with Mordechai. Yes, hi. Um, I have a question for you today um, about a friend of mine who recently got divorced, and she's not going for therapy because she thinks she's okay, but I can see that she's in bad shape and she needs therapy. She's not sleeping well, she's shopping excessively, and she's gaining a lot of weight. Okay. What can I do for her? Oh, welcome. That is the hardest question of all. How do you help someone that's in denial? Yes. And basically you tell them, look, you be honest, I think you're doing well. But if you think you're doing okay, I'm not here to push you, so that's a-okay. And if you ever need help, know I'm there for you. Maybe the friend is going for therapy, and it's maybe they're doing other stuff, and they don't want to share that with you. I'm just I'm just sharing many different times what, when people come to my office, they tell that to me. Oh, no one would ever know that I'm doing this or that. If anyone would know I'm going for therapy, oh. I know, but it's a close friend, and I know I knew when she was going for therapy before, and she told me she's not anymore, and so, so she doesn't have enough money what, for it, uh-huh. but... So part of what we got to do is let go. We got to tell a friend, listen, I'll just tell you once. This is what I believe. I'm telling it as a friend. But now I won't bring it up anymore. And when you talk about, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I just spent $1,000. I don't know where I'm going to cover it. I got credit card bills galore. And you'll go, wow, that must be really difficult to pay. I can't wait till you get the next credit card bill. What are you going to do? And I go, oh, wow, you know something? You really don't see it stopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's painful for me to watch that because she's a close friend. Ah, now people start making responsibility to protect her. No, it's not, I don't feel it's my responsibility, but I wish I could do more for her. Ah, uh, Davin, I'm a huge believer in Tehillim. Really huge believer in Tehillim. Mm-hmm. Hashem is a... Hashem can do everything. Mm-hmm. And we can Davin. So you're saying if somebody doesn't want help, you can't get them help unless they no, want it. No, what would happen when you start shoving therapy down someone's throat? A, they so, will resent the relationship. B, even if they go to therapy, they go, I'm here because that one told me to be here. I could tell you I was probably maybe clients out of 3,000 that I was successful with ever were we able to get when the person wasn't interested. Almost all the time they leave my office by the second session. Uh-huh. I even just had something last week where the person just coming to complain says, yeah, my family says they 
So he sent me to a therapist. I said, well, guess what? I don't even want to hear you complain. I'm only here if you want to get better. Well, I need to complain. Okay, so complain. No, but I want you to change it. I go, you want to change it? You want to come? Like, no, you got to take ownership. Coming so the to- only way to make someone realize they have a problem is basically to daven that they'll come to that realization? Definitely. Is- or you want a therapist and then change your friendship relationship. I want to become their therapist, you're saying? Yeah, like stop telling me, you know, you're not doing good. No, Rob, this is not good. You spent money. You shouldn't do that. You know it's not healthy. You don't have money. You know you're not earning it. You know you're paying your relationship. How would you like if she's t- really yelling at your kids too much now? you got to go for therapy. Okay, well, that's what you want to do to her. You see her issue, and you want her to get better. Right. And so basically, right. I should be a supportive. Well, you can choose what part relationship you want to have with her. Mm-hmm. Why support a friend? Why not just a friend? Why is it becoming like all of a sudden like you're on top and she's on the bottom? We all go through difficult times. True. So she's True. got a problem. Big deal. So she shot whatever issue you got and I got my issues. True, but I think now her problems are a little bit more extreme and it needs to be dealt with. <laughs> all right. So she'll figure it out. Remember, if it's not, if she didn't wake up yet, she will. We hope. <laughs> yeah. Married to Jeff. And by the way, to the boy that called in before, we just, I stutter. And I would never have the guts to call like that boy did. So that's nice to see. And same about you. The fact that you're willing to really hear that and share it. You know, that you have a friend that's going through difficulty. How do you help? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, and we're going to take one more caller of the evening. We've gone even more than I originally wanted to. Thank you. And it's cute to see how many messages we have regarding to this boy. Hello. Yeah, hi. we just reading over here. We have another message. This boy is amazing. I'm in awe of him. He's so brave. It's messages. So that kid that said you stutter. So many messages we are getting regarding you. Yes. Okay. Talking to me? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, um, how do I deal with upsetness? Um, basically, I get very upset when my husband comes home late and when he doesn't do stuff that I want him to do and all these type of things. I was trying to deal with it, but I can't come up with something. Well, first, let's start with you. What is the big deal if you ask him to do something and he doesn't do it? I don't know. I just get very, very, very upset. Let's go to the I don't know and go deeper. Why? I'm sure you do know. That's why I'm saying that. What do you feel? And let's take it further. Is it just since you met even as a girl you had it? I think it's just from when I married. Yeah, think about it when you're a girl and you ask your sisters or this, I need this and I need that and it didn't happen quick enough. How were you? I can't remember. Oh, it's not so hard. We can remember. Listen, you're, you're probably older than 20. Could you remember... 20 in a few days. Could you remember things as a kid, if you're an easygoing kid, or if you're a tough kid, or if you're someone that let go or not? Yeah. 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 So go ahead, help us out over here. Do you think you uh, were easy? Not quite. What? Not quite easy. Not quite easy. So let's start recognizing that there's an underlying issue of something that 
When you don't get what you want, how do you feel? When things don't work out your way, how do you feel? I get very frustrated. We got to the issue of frustration. Now let's go. What are you frustrated about as you planned? Things just don't get done. Ah, and what happens if things don't get done? What do you mean? It needs to get done. Bingo. Now we got to the word that I use, control. There's a subconscious fear of letting go that things have to be done. If they're not done, which I call that perfectionist, deep down what happens and you get upset, you get nervous. It's like the world is falling apart because to you it is. It's all on a delicate balance. Does that make sense? And if one thing's off the balance, then your whole day, your whole life will be thrown off. Is that correct? Right, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we call perfectionist. Okay. Does that make sense that you're a perfectionist? Um, I want to be, maybe. But... Of course, we know you're not a perfectionist because there's no such thing as a perfectionist in reality, but in theory. And these are many of the programs, and it takes a lot of information. I've got, if you can call on the phone line or listen to on winnerformula.com or on jrootradio.com, we've got all the shirim and everything linked over there. And you can hear many programs on how to break the perfectionist, making choices, letting go, accepting different natures, and all those points. Uh huh. So let's just understand that it's not your husband. My husband is very, very easygoing. That's right, and that's the beauty of the Bashert. Right. So I guess it just hits me. Yeah. That's out of work. Oh. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. We're going to read over here that question, that last one. With that, we're going to go, Harvness, and where is that? Uh, funny, it's not coming up on my school. First of all, I'd like to thank you so much for all you're doing. Hashem really loves me and sent me your hotline number through a friend just when I needed it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now for my question. I have a death, or even more, when I think that the world will continue forever and ever. It's hard for me to write it. I'm getting the chills just writing it. I stay up at nights and cry myself to sleep. When teachers in school mention such type of a thing, I feel faint. It's torture. Please, please, please address my fear. I can't call in because too many of my friends listen to your hotline. But I need my question answered and fast. You're my only hope. Hashem sent you to be his shliach. Please don't let me down. Let me live. Please be so kind and don't ignore this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. All the best. Hatzlacha. Okay. Um, what's this? Stay tuned tomorrow. Okay. Here. So, ah, this is an old, this is a text that came yesterday. Okay. I assume that. Well, let, let's go ahead and address this a second. Wow. First of all, the, it's similar to the last caller that we just had with that perfectionist issue where it must go our way. And what happens if I wouldn't, if Harv wouldn't have seen your text and we would have just shut it, shut, you know, ended the program? What we want to do is, first of all, for you is you got to open up to a friend, to a teacher, to a parent, because this level of extreme needs help, which means a Rebbe, a Magachir, or a teacher can help you out. It's a start, but you also need someone that has experience with anxiety. I want you to it sounds like a classical, simple word called anxiety, very treatable, very workable. Even that the therapist and the person should have all the right skills and should be the right shliach, but it's workable. So that's all I will tell you in the shorthand because of the level extreme that you said, it's not even something I can begin to tell you other than it's workable, it's treatable, but you got to take that step asking for help. And I understand you can't do that and I understand you're limited. I also want you to realize that just like when you go to a doctor and you got to get undressed, 
It's uncomfortable, but you got to do it if you want to take care of your health. If you want to take care of your mental health, your emotions, you're going to have to open up. You're going to have to share with someone that embarrassing question. And especially if you can do it to your parents, and maybe you can even read them exactly what you wrote forward to your parents and say, this is what I sent to the Mordechai Weinberger program. This is how strong I have it. Don't take off the words. Crying at night, the fear of all that letting go, things happening without you, very workable, Seattle Dishmaya. Just get the help. That's all I ask. It's not hard to deal with. Just get the help. That's all. Thanks a lot. Rav Nissen, thank you again for having me on this amazing program. And and having you on the program always makes it to me so much more enjoyable, Rav Nissen. So thank you. And thank you all for calling in. Thank you all for listening. May the Rabbi Shalom continue to send us the Yatadishmaya. And we shall all be zeichet to the Geula Shalema. should come now. B'meheira b'ameinu.